Boy, you're you're hilarious, my friend. Oh, I told you I was gonna start until Christmas every show with some scene okay, there's from the another, movie Elf. Yeah, there's another clip that I actually I came across somebody used or something on Facebook that I'm like really what mad about too. So I mean, like awesome, like good, like I want to hear it. Why are you mad about it? I'm not mad. mad. I'm like crazy mad. Like, oh, I'm so excited. Like, that got I want confusing. It. Yeah, sorry. Didn't mean to confuse you. <laughs> hey, it's Mia Albert. Mia is here. Hello, All friend. Right. So today is Friday listener question and Facebook liver question too. So Mia, you're watching. Yeah. You can ask questions. Come on, gonna, bring them on. We're going to do our best on reading those right from the screen. So, um, and then we also have a, yeah, I have three questions, actually, that I got from our website. Cool. So um, it's Friday Listener Questions Day on today's <laughs> show. I totally forgot I have a freaking intro. Uh, so mm -hmm. we'll try this whole thing again. Yeah, okay. It's Friday Listener Questions Day. On today's show, we help answer stuff about bad Christians, a couple struggling, and a husband wanting the impossible. Ooh. Welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio. I am Michael Smalley. And I'm Amy Smalley. And we are here to help. That's right. We're here to help your relationships be better. Yeah. And especially when I have people watching uh, named Mondo I mean, De La Vega. We love Mondo. What's up, Mondo? Mondo's awesome. Thank All you right. for watching, buddy. So, okay. So we're going to start off with some questions. Don't forget, if you're watching this on Facebook... Please feel free to submit a comment yeah. as a question, and we will take those questions live as well. Make them pithy, short, because yeah. there's not very much room on the screen. Right. Just an FYI. So if you want to call and have your voice yeah. on here for next Friday, you can call us at 903-392-0975, where you can leave a voicemail, question, or a review. If you want to be nice. So there All you right. go. All right. First question is, uh, hi, Michael and Amy. How does your approach address couples within the church body who are serving, leading, and consider themselves disciples of Christ but are not applying it oh. in their marriage? In fact, they may not even spend enough time together, avoid each other in their serving, quote, unquote, mm -hmm. I struggle with taking the focus of a healthy marriage out of the equation. So I think what this listener was asking had to do, you know, how our new vision is yes. not to make healthy marriages, but to make disciples of Christ because the natural outcome of being a, an authentic disciple of Christ is going to be a healthy marriage. Well, I think it depends on, for you, this listener, to being able to say they're doing a lot of things for God. But they're not experiencing connection with their spouse. That's that's the gist of it. And, well, and, and there's a lot of conflict. They there. might not be experiencing right? God either. Well, yeah. Well, what I'm saying is they're not experiencing that connection. They're serving God, but they may not be experiencing a godly, you know, because our marriage is supposed to be a reflection of Christ. It's supposed to be a reflection of his love and his grace and his forgiveness and and that connection, that intimacy. So if you're not experiencing that, there's a part of me that I wanna I wanna say, okay. What of that that can you control of this listener? What of that can she control? I'm, I'm assuming it's a woman, but I'm not. I'm not positive. Do you think it's a woman? Does it yeah. say? 
No. Okay. Well, we'll just assume it's a woman. So let's just say that she's she's doing, or a man. I'll assume, nope, I'm going to switch it. You're getting lost on this. I'm going to switch it. It's a man. Okay, and he's serving, and he's leading, and he's saying, I'm a Christian, but we are avoiding each other. My wife avoids me. We work in children's ministry, and literally we'll be on, she'll be on one side of the room, I'll be on the other, and yet how does that work out? Because we're struggling. Does this apply, and how would we address that? Yeah, and- you know, I actually, my brother-in-law, Roger Gibson, marriage pastor, Fellowship of the Parks, Keller, Texas, he has a very interesting thought that the way we do church mm-hmm. and the way we've organized church and kind of what the modern day church looks like now is totally anti-family. Or, wow. Completely. Like anti-couples? Anti-family. Wow. Yeah, anti-couples, anti-couples mm. with children. Because what happens if you go to a church, the average church today, what happens? You're going to get, the women are going to get asked to volunteer with the kids. The men are going to be out in the parking lot helping park cars. And then they're going to do men's studies. And then they're going to do women's studies. That's true. And then they're going to be volunteering and serving in totally opposite areas. And so they don't ever see each other. And I think that's for me what this question comes down to is when you start going, hey, you know, as a couple, we're serving and leading, and they they would consider themselves disciples of Christ, but they're not applying it in their marriage. I'm telling you, that's my pushback with people now, hmm. is if you genuinely believe in Christ and you're following him and obeying his commands, well, you can't neglect your marriage. It doesn't mean you're perfect. doesn't mean you're not going to be selfish and yada, yada, yada. But I would just, I would push back with people, and especially because Satan, I think, has an easy time getting people to neglect their relationships by pushing like, them out of balance on serving a church. Yeah, or just being busy and business. Well, Absolutely. but the church can be a part so, of that. Okay, so if this guy, girl, and they're avoiding each other, you just kind of have to start taking a taking a look inward and saying, you know what? I'm I'm bankrupt or I'm feeling disconnected from you. And it could be within the church. It could not be. We could just be disconnected. And that you have to call it out. And it doesn't matter which one of you does it, but you have to say, and you don't blame each other, don't shame each other, but be able to say, I, I'm feeling disconnected from you. I know that Michael and I, we felt that way. I mean, when I was working at the church and Michael was off, you know, you were doing your thing on the weekends and I would be so busy on the during the week and you're the weekend, we had to say, oh, wait a minute. We need to do some things purposeful to draw us together. And so some of it just means that you just address it head on and you talk about yourself, you talk about your own feelings. You might say, I feel disconnected or I feel like um, we aren't as close and we need to connect. And so maybe something that we need to do, we might need to drop two of our things that we're serving and put back in one that we can do together. We might need to go to a marriage class and then actually catchphrase and, and then actually serve in that marriage class because everyone from time to time your marriage struggles everyone does and so a part of this has to do we just have to get over ourselves that i don't care if you're serving leading your disciple i don't care guess what your marriage at some point in time is going to be in trouble that's why michael and i are here because our marriage is in trouble and out of trouble a lot and the thing that makes us difference is that a we're living in authenticity of it and b we're not giving up i've got grit he's got yeah, grit. there's no quit there's mia, no quit. mia albert says yes your marriage is your first ministry and people need to understand yeah that. it and that's why paul is like hey careful 
if you're called into full-time ministry, careful about getting married, right? Because once you do, they get your full attention. Absolutely. They, they are number one, right? God, whatever. God, then your family. Mm-hmm. Then people outside of your doors. And, and 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 if you can't make that a priority, then you're missing out on And your what, joy is going to be taken from you. Part of mm-hmm. the joy of your ministry is going to be taken it's going to be taken away because that's the that could be the Holy Spirit's conviction of you something's not quite right. And maybe that could be the way that you start that. Something doesn't feel quite right. I'm feeling a loss. I don't I don't know and being able to address that head on. And so then when you do get on the same page, when we are ministering as one, Michael, I love it has gotten to that place where he has totally um, supported and we're doing this together. And there is an energy that goes with that when you are on the same page that that you don't have otherwise when you don't put your marriage as a priority. Yeah, and Mondo, watching on Facebook Live, just said, can you talk about the power of validation toward one another? What? Yeah, that... Did you learn something, Mondo, from stuff that we've done? Yeah. Woohoo! Love it. So, well, the power of validation. This is gigantic. Huge. Because what validation, excuse me, I'm like spitting all over the place here. What validation is in the context of a relationship is going, hey, you're right. Whatever you're feeling. Whatever you're feeling. Whatever that is. You're right. And it's it's not arguing facts. It's not going. So if I try, you know, the hardest time to like it's easy to validate when you've wounded someone blatantly. <laughs> you know, like you exploded and you're screaming and later on they're like, that kind of hurt my feelings. Yeah. I <laughs> I totally get that. It 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 would have. I, I hear that because I freaked out. Or it has nothing to do with you. Well, like someone else hurt you, hurt you. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that does. Yeah, that hurts. She's the, she stinks or the, whatever. The hardest yeah. is when I'm trying to be funny yeah. and playful and it offends you. Yes. That's hard to validate. Yes. But frankly, that's when you really need to. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm trying to be cute and it comes across wrong, mm-hmm. and you're like, what the and if I can't go, oh, my God, you know, what most of us want to do is what? Oh, my, you know, calm down. You misunderstood. I didn't mean it that way. We get into the whole explanation game. And what happens then? Do you get uh, easier, honey, or harder? I, uh, or, harder. or more hurt? It's harder. It's definitely harder. And let's just say this, you know, it, the way that you approach this conversation is going to be very important. Notice when I said you approach and you talk about yourself. You say, I feel like something something is missing. I feel like there's a disconnection. Now, the hard part about it is, is and sometimes if I were a female and I were to say that to Michael, he'd say, if oh. you were a female, well, is there I'm something sorry. you're trying if to If I was the female share? in this situation, uh. sorry. If I was the female in this situation and I approached you with that, sometimes Michael immediately, because one of your biggest buttons, a lot of men's, is, is failure. And he's like, oh, well, you're disconnected, so I'm failing. Oh, well. And so then he gets all defensive, then I get all defensive, and then we go round and round and round, and that doesn't help. That's why Mondo was talking about. That's what validation means. Is that validation means that you accept someone's feelings for the way that they are, and then you try to work on a different solution. Yeah. And so it doesn't mean that anyone's right or wrong. It doesn't mean that Michael's failing at at you know he could be thinking, oh, we're so healthy and we're going so strong after God and we're in all these ministries and it's amazing and and I think we're the best we've ever been. And then it's hard to go, wait a minute, whoa, my reality is not your reality yeah. right now, and that you're hurting. And I care enough about you to not 
to tell you that you're wrong, not to try to justify anything that I've done, but to say, I care about you. So I care about your feelings and I want it to impact what we do, what I do. So if you really want to improve your relationship, I, I'm going to do something right now that is literal gold. What's that? And um, I was adopted, but you didn't know I was born. Yeah. So I'm here now. This is her favorite quote Daddy. from Elf. And guess what? I love you. I, I love, love you. you. I, I love, love you. you. I love you. Oh. Yes. That was weird. Favorite. And I love that response. Wow. That was weird. Oh, I so, love it. okay. The next question is we got this from smalleyinstitute.com where mm-hmm. you can also submit questions. We struggle. Not in a great place, but we are committed and determined to be and make disciples and stay married. Should we be in a position to minister to others when we need to be ministered Hmm. to? Hmm. Do you know what's so big about this question? Because a lot of couples struggle with this. There's a resistance from the majority of couples that I experience, at least, to wanting to mentor or disciple other couples because they're like, well, I don't have a degree, and well, our marriage isn't perfect. We fought last week. Yeah, our so. marriage isn't perfect, so we're not now. Okay, just think about the logic, there, yeah, the rationale, because then technically we shouldn't do anything in life because <laughs> we mess up everywhere yeah. in school and work, and, and it's like, well, wait, failure is a part of the deal, so you don't have to be perfect in order to mentor and disciple other couples. Your marriage is not going to be perfect. Now, obviously, if you're in a real intense, <clears throat> intense extended downturn mm-hmm. and you're really bankrupt, yeah, you need some self-care. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Get your marriage back on track, but that doesn't now disqualify you. So it'd be like, literally, it'd be like, because you and I will do smally marriage intensives, mm-hmm. me less and you less and less now. But we have other coaches. But, that, I mean, that would be like us starting a three-day intensive. Like if I started a three-day intensive with a couple, mm-hmm. right, that one-on-one. And the first day is going fine. I come home. This has happened. Oh, it you definitely and I has happened. I'm sure. Yes. I, in, into yes, a fight. Absolutely. And now what does that mean? I, I don't go back the next day because now I'm in a fight with my wife and I happen to do marriage ministry for a living. Like we got to get over that stuff. I think the commitment to stay healthy, staying humble, um, staying a learner is a part of the process of ministry. It's a part of the process of growing. So staying married and being ministers of that, and and even if you fall back, even if you thought, I thought we were over this. I mean, I thought we were through this. I thought we were through whatever difficulty, that major argument. I thought we were done with that. I thought that would never impact us again. And then it does. And then don't let that steal your joy. Don't let that steal your ministry. There's a piece of being able to say that, God, my mess is my message. I'm going to say that again. Um, your mess is your message, and sometimes you have to relearn it. So we sometimes, owe money every time you do that to John. So er, I know. So every time I I think about and I blow it with Michael, with my kids, with someone that we work with, someone else, it is not God does not call me to be perfect. He calls me to holiness, and that holiness means that I go back, I clean it up, and I say I'm sorry, and I commit to not doing it again. 
And I commit to honoring that person. I commit to walking in forgiveness. And when we have that as our cornerstone, then it doesn't matter what relationships you're in. It doesn't matter what's going on when you are seeking out God's wisdom, God's grace, the humility that only he can give. He's going to give you strength to be able to, because there's sometimes that that has happened and Satan wants to definitely pull all of, I mean, for you, you might like shut down and like not talk. For me, it's this condemnation and shame of, oh, you should, oh, you're such a bad person. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. And who are you to do that? You know, all that goes on in my head. And that's Satan talking. So that's being able to say, you know what? I'm going to take the truth and the wisdom. I'm going to clean it up with Michael. I know. We've got, and again, that's one of the things that I love about us is that, you know, we go through those times a lot. So if we wanted to be disqualified, if if someone was disqualified in ministry, it we would be the first ones to be disqualified. Yeah. So no, you are not disqualified. Big time. Examine your heart. Give God your heart. Allow him to be your strength. Amen, sister. Hey, Tabitha said, you ministering, she's on Facebook Live. Hi, Tabitha. You ministering to the other couple can also help your own marriage, which is totally true. There's such an accountability. Oh, actually, I talked to someone about this that teach our, it helped us in our marriage class. They were our marriage champions. And the two couples are like, we kind of like when we get out of teaching the class, there's a level of accountability that we don't have to clean up our messes faster to clean up our arguments because we know we're going to be teaching the class. And so because we know we're going to be teaching the class, it kind of holds us accountable and holds us to a higher standard. We hold each other to a higher standard. That's totally legit. You're right. Yeah. I mean, you, being able to uh, to give yourself accountability is huge. And Desi Wright, watching on Facebook Live, yes. said, that is so good, Amy. He's called us to holiness. That's, yeah. Yeah. Once again... <laughs> People love everything Amy says. <laughs> Nothing I ever say hey. gets any kind of a reaction. Yeah, sorry. So I'm going to shame uh, you people. No, you shame them until they say something nice, and I don't think that counts. Just so you know, I don't think it counts. I know. Like, poor Kirsten has to say something nice about you now. No, she just said hi. Yeah, Doesn't but she's going to have to say something nice because she feels bad. Okay, here's our, she's not. here's our last question, at least from smallinstitute.com, yes. and if any of the Facebook livers want to submit questions, you still can. So there's a husband who asked one question. Love it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten words. Okay. And it's big. Got it. How do I get my wife to be more affectionate? Mm. Mm. That is the question. So, honey, how could I get, because you're not overly affectionate. I am so much more affectionate than I have okay, ever see, been. That's called avoidance. A little deflection. Yeah. Okay. Oh, deflection. Dang. Um. So, because you're not the most affectionate person, like that's not your thing. I, I, you don't I, need the touching. I don't, and no, the I don't. Caressing. I don't. No, I don't. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I I think first asking what how she receives love. So asking her, what are some things that I've done that you've really felt loved by me? And what, what has been, what's that been? And she might say, you know, when you love on the kids, when I see you being a really great dad, man, do I think you are attractive and you're loving. And I, I just Ooh, love to see that. You're starting to sound like a 
bad religion. No. Works-based religion. No. It's a it's a love language thing. It's asking someone, uh-huh. what do they, how do they I, receive I, hold love? Hold on. I think a lot of men feel that way, though, what I just said. Like, you're not that way with me, but I'm telling you, a lot of men feel like I got to... I got to go out perform and earn something. it and perform. And if I mess up at any point, the affection's gone. I'm yeah. not going to get it. And, and, and I'm not just talking about sex. I could totally, I could totally relate. I could see that. I can validate that. So that's that. my point. I, if I a take... husband's trying to go, hey, like my wife's not very affectionate. So I can tell you, all right, I'll answer it for you. Because this is what I do with you. I ask. That's what I said. Well, I know that's not what you said. You said start you know, doing ask her. Things. No, I said ask her how she feels loved, and she might say, "What? That's not at all what I'm saying. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying." Okay. Oh, we're gonna get in our first Facebook <laughs> okay. Live fight. No, it's no, okay. I'm saying if I'm feeling depleted right. in the affectionate right. part, I need to come to you and go, "Hey, yeah, I would love. Can we snuggle right now? Or tonight? Can we snuggle? Or hey, can I hold your hand? Or I would love a hug. I got to take charge of my needs. And if my need is to have affection, then I can pursue you and request affection. And you're, you're really responsive. Like I need to hold your hand right now. Mm. But see, I want to just tell you that right now that just like a lot of girls, when you have an expectation of it and it's like, when I ask, "Mm, are you really asking? But are you asking? Are you telling? I'm asking. I do this. I, you act well, like I don't do this. I think for me. Am I finding out that? <laughs> no, no, I, I don't ever feel pressure. Strategy? No, I do not feel pressure. I think for me, I, I think it's good for you to say, I feel loved when, and, and then say, babe, this would be something that I would truly appreciate. And if he were to say that to her, he would say, you know what? Not, you need to give me more affection. You need to hold no, my hand. That's not you what I to, said. Or, hey, Will you hold my hand right now? Well, there's a part of when you ask that, then it's kind of like, well, I'm supposed to hold your hand right now? But it's a gift if you say, you know what would be really meaningful to me is if we held hands. And if That's when, what I said. One is because, one, I'm adding the words. It, it, I'm giving room for someone to say no. Right. Yeah. I don't know how I did it differently. Maybe some of the peeps might be able to understand oh, the difference. I might be missing it. Uh, but I don't get in trouble with you. No, you don't. So because I don't. I must be doing I, it right. I don't feel, I also don't feel controlled in that way. And I don't feel like no. I'm. And I'm know. not begging and I'm not being pathetic. What? <laughs> you're yelling, Michael? Kirsten, you're going to say I'm yelling? <laughs> yeah. That is the pot hey. calling the pot the pot. Hey, that's. Is that how that goes? No, it's I know. pot cuddling the cat. I black. know. Anyway, yeah, w- this is the deal. When you speak to someone softly and you say, this is what I would love to see, and you frame it in a positive way, and then you say, this is how I receive love, would it be, you know, I, I, I would say you have done a good job of being able to say, I feel like I've done a better job of cuddling with you lately 
because he likes to, you know, now he's all cold and stuff. And so because you're more cold, I, I do legsies or whatever. That's leggies. Yes. That's what it's called. Leggies. Leggies. I, you know, when we're going to sleep and stuff. And so that was, you know, very traumatizing for me early on in our marriage because he used to contort himself like an anaconda around yes. me. And it caused me back issues. I like it when you say anaconda. What I'm just saying, it was like this wrapping around of me. And so my back started hurting. So we had to kind of back off from that. Yes. But we've gotten to a good balance now. So being able to say that how could you get your spouse to be more affectionate how how can i how can i share what you need but be able and be willing to say is there something that's probably prohibiting you from that have i done something that's 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 maybe made that harder for you does it feel like it's an expectation versus in a gift um has there been something in your past that has made that feel absolutely uncomfortable for you i can remember Michael, a few weeks ago, he said something that made me feel really uncomfortable. All he did was he just asked me. He said, is there something that's going on, something in the past that is that has made that question feel even more uncomfortable because that was not my heart? By the time we got through with that, that emotional connection of asking me that deeper question, asking me and really being gentle with me and, and kind, and so you want her to be more affectionate, be gentle, be yeah. kind, uh, allow, allow the other person to talk, allow her to talk and not be like, Oh my gosh, that's not about affection. Be like, well, it's affection to her. It's intimacy to her and being able to say, okay, then I hear that. I want, I hear that that would make that hard for you or whatever. And be able to say, is there anything I can do to help encourage you to possibly be, be more affectionate? Well, Ron, Pratt, who's watching on Facebook Live, mm -hmm. says that I am a rustic man of wisdom. Mm. Thank you, Ron. Yeah. Thanks for the encouraging words. Mm -hmm. That was very nice. But I like I, I just Alicia. Love... Alicia said, we have code words for needing affection. Oh, yes. I like it. Yes. So they have like a secret coded language. Yeah. I wonder like, what those I'm code words are. I'm running a little are. low right now. That's not a code word. That's a phrase, like a code statement. Uh, I don't know. It'd be like blink. Or it could be I don't know. shower cap. <laughs> I wonder what they are, Alicia, if you're still watching. Uh, don't, don't, don't tell us. It's okay. It's, keep it private. Ooh, Michael does not need one. to know everything. Tabitha. So the holding of the hand means more because the option to say no is an option. That's true. So... Me being it, me holding your hand and me walking. I, I try now to hold your hand when we're in the car. I hold your hand more and do that more. And but I know it's important to him, and I know it's something that he likes. But that would be that would also be, huh? Got another tip. You ready for this one? Uh oh. On a scale to one to ten, booyah! Say to say to your spouse on a scale to one to ten. I just want to let you know, it is a 10 for me for you to hold my hand in the car. Just want to let you know, because I know not everything can be 10s, but you hold it and tell her what are the affectionate things that she can do that would be a 10 for you. Then be able to say, okay, since that's my 10, what is a 10 and how I can show you that I love you? Now it's equal, it's balanced, it's affectionate, and it's a we have some buy-in because I know that this is something not that you're that when I do it, you're gonna actually take note of. Because yeah. I will venture to guess, I don't know. There's a part of this that 
there might be some things and some affectionate things that maybe his wife is doing that he's not, it's maybe not a 10 for him. And so because it's not a 10, he kind of disregards it and says, eh, she doesn't, she's not giving me enough affection. When really what he needs to do is tell her what her, tell him what his 10s are. Yeah. Booyah. Well, and, and I like Desi who's watching on Facebook live. I understand what you're both saying. Ask for what you needed but not in a demanding way. There you so go. ask for well what said. you need. You can put it out there, people. Just don't be pathetic about it. Don't be negative about it. Don't be mean about it. Be kind, but it, it's okay to put it out there. It's great. Ooh, I like this, Alicia. It's Oh, they're code words. Uh, it's great for when one of us is in, in uncomfortable situations in public. So they have code words to nice. help each other. Nice. Why don't we well, have any code words? Okay, we kind of do. Okay, so Ron, guess what? He said, asking might gain better... Oh, no, wait. No, yeah. he said something. <laughs> no, it hasn't made it there yet. Oh. Because he said it, um, um, a husband's 10 might be illegal in some states. <laughs> oh, wrong. Now, no, we can't do that kind of stuff that's illegal. Yeah. No. no, but Ron is also... I like this, though. He said, asking might gain yes. better results than expecting. Yes. So asking rather than expecting is what we're trying to get to. Yes. And you put in quotes, hope deferred. That's right. Yeah. I love it. That's very good. All right. We're going on 30 minutes. Oh. So it is time for us to say goodbye, but this has been really good. All right. One more from Tabitha. Ooh, I like it. And we help each other, mm -hmm. not just the one needing affection. So tell about what a 10 is then ask what a 10 is for the other oh yeah hmm. whose idea was that one fully out mine because you got to keep your the more balanced you are in your relationship the more you're able to say this is what i need this is what i what i would love to give you the more balanced it'll feel and it won't feel like someone's taking something from you it'll feel like you're investing in something bigger yeah. and stronger amen all right, everybody. Well, thank you so much, and thank you for watching on Facebook Live, and thank you for listening uh, through the podcast. Love it. So we've enjoyed it. We will be back again maybe next Friday. We'll be in Colorado Springs. Oh, yeah. So I think we can make it happen. We'll see. Well, maybe if another, like maybe if ten people share this video oh, to another people, person okay. on Facebook, we'll definitely do it if we get ten shares. Ten shares. Because like 10 is the number for the day. It, it is. What's your 10? 10 shares. Oh, We're going to yeah, make this point. happen. Let's do it. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful Christmas. Merry Christmas. And thank you, as always, for watching and listening. Above the hurt, I was young.